Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Alert viewers on video will note that I have tall coffee today, most favored red Starbucks cup. Um, it is the double latte this morning. Why am I tired? I don't know. Uh, Bright Familiar is taking it out of me. I think, you know, thinking too much? I don't know. Um, I did not have a brilliant word day yesterday. Alas. I have to get better about getting my words in around writer coffee. Uh, as I've talked about many times, it makes all the difference if I can get my words in, at least some words in, before I go. Um, and yesterday I did not. I prioritized uploading the podcast and I shouldn't do that. Um, makes my mother happy and I feel better having it done. But it is um, not ideal for for the words and as I am always going on probably to the point where you guys are sick of hearing about it the words have to come first. I pulled the uh, laptop a little closer here for me to be in the grape arbor um, since uh, I think library addict commented that uh, it was a little quiet and it's probably because I had it farther away. So excuse me I'm slurping down those lattes. Can you hear the wren singing in the backward round? Oh, and here comes a J. <laughs> That's not the wren. That's a tohi. The the wren is that sweet trilling song. It might be too far back. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, was a tooth pulling day. I ended up just putting in a couple of hours before bailing, and then I uh, worked on crunching royalties instead. So at least that would be done for the day. Um, let's do earrings. Earrings. So these are funky little earrings. I'm seeing what it says on the back here. I can't see what it says on the back. There's some sort of stamp. Hmm, I don't know. Let me show you. They're like, um, I don't know, little bird things little bird thing. It's silver and it looks like it's hanging by its beak, which makes no sense with rings spread out on either side. And then there's like a little silver bead at the top. And there are these funky little bird thing creatures. I don't know what it is. Um, I have no idea where I got them, how or why. Um, I wear them only very occasionally, but I don't know. I kind of like the little funky bird things. Lilacs are popping, definitely popping. Uh, really looks beautiful. And the crabapple tree is going to pop. So we're supposed to have a warm weekend. We had, we did get rain the last couple of days, not tons, but some, uh, which turns everything green. So that's, that's lovely. This weekend looks to be busy household wise. <laughs> Birdies are definitely busy. Um, 
painting, arranging, gardening. I need to get the drip systems set up. Though it, it helped have the rain. That gave me a couple of days of um, forbearance. So, so yesterday it was interesting seeing all the comments uh, about the panel and um, and I appreciated how how everyone shared my anger um, over the the comment on the panel about how uh, the hero's journey couldn't belong to a woman and and I do want to defend the author a little bit in that um, I you know I mean I was mad I was mad at the time but you know I just think that he uh, it was obviously a wrong-headed attitude but I think it came more from a place of I don't know I want to say you know foolishness um, I don't think that he's actually a malicious guy and I've had a number of conversations with people about this since and it's been interesting to hear the opinions um, because and I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday so apologies if I'm repeating but one of the things that somebody explained to me is that the reason that to some minds to certain entrenched minds or the way that the hero's journey was um, I, I want to say recorded was delineated set in print by Joseph Campbell uh, through his studies of mythology but you know Joseph Campbell had um, a real reputation for stealing other people's stuff and saying he thought it up or at least implying that <coughs> so it's the hero's journey as described by Campbell oh hey you guys we have to pause um the clematis that I thought was dead looks like it has some growth on it at the bottom I'm sure that's a leaf yay I would get up but it would make the chair scrape and also I don't dare pause because my connection's not brilliant this morning it took me a few tries to get it to go here in the arbor once it's going um, it'll continue to record even if I have a bad connection but getting it to start can be a pain sometimes so uh, but that sure looks like a leaf oh good I think maybe it was just a cold spring for it um I got totally distracted didn't I sorry about that oh hero's journey is set down by Joseph Campbell so part of and I have heard other men say this too and it's kind of a bless their hearts moment that one of the reasons that uh, in this paradigm the hero's journey cannot belong to a woman is because the woman is the reward so for the guy to go through the hero's journey um, in the end he wins the princess the damsel in distress what have you we're very familiar with this trope and and yes you know what Joseph Campbell did was set down this this kind of thing that had been retold in mythology um, and so uh, I, I had a teacher once who said much the same thing that uh, 
you know, it was kind of this idea that women should be happy that we can just um, don't have to have anything demanded of us because we are already at a certain place of, uh, I don't know, of beingness. And unfortunately, we don't get to go any higher than that because that's the province of men to ascend beyond that, but that we start out ahead of men and that um, for a man to acquire a woman to bring her into his life is uh, a necessary step. Uh, you know, and of course, a huge thing that this leaves out beyond the fact that it means that the women don't, don't get to go do cool things or become anything more than, than we are, which is apparently, you know, barefoot breeding babies and baking bread is that it leaves out other kinds of gender identities excuse me and um i, I want to say affinities and that's probably not the right word but you know it's um what if the hero is a homosexual man what if he is a young man who is homosexual and he doesn't necessarily want a woman um <laughs> uh, you know maybe she could be like his his sassy het friend <laughs> but you know he doesn't want that, you know, and you know, it's just this it, and, and the art and the argument that they will make is that they will say, oh, well, they're actually talking archetypes that they're not talking actual people. So, you know, that it's, um, oh, that it's the archetype of the female. It's the acquiring of the divine feminine that is the reward. Um, it is because women represent creativity. Uh, and I've heard this argument before too, from that same teacher I had that, uh, women are fundamentally creative because we are able to bear children and that it's the most profound creativity that there is in the universe, which well, okay. <laughs> Except, you know, the thing about having babies is it requires no personal effort at least the raising children is something else you know don't don't get me wrong raising children is something else entirely but actually conceiving and carrying a baby to term while it can be difficult and it can require diligent effort towards maintaining your health and going through labor of course it's no walk in the park but the biology forces you into it the biology takes care of all of that for you. Um, even if you didn't do anything, um, once <laughs> and, and technically, I mean, don't, you know, I, there are many people who struggle with, uh, conceiving and so forth. And we go to great lengths, expense and emotional pain, but at its simplest level, um, conceiving requires a woman can conceive with, with zero effort at all, because you can lie there and have the seed inserted into you and you don't actually have to do anything. So what I'm saying is, is that in terms of character transformation of putting in the effort to, in the way that you would for a quest, it, because you need to overcome personal 
insufficiencies, um, personal failings, flaws, um, screwing up your courage to face the big bad, uh, all of these things that we look for in, in the hero's quest, um, all of that requires tremendous personal effort and that, that looking in the mirror, right? That willingness to confront the self. Conceiving and carrying a baby to term doesn't necessarily require any introspection. It doesn't require any evolution as a spiritual being as well as a physical one. It, it's, an, it's an animal effort. So the argument that women have no need to be creative because they are already creative is, again, viewing women as being animal, as being essentially a, an animal being at, without the spiritual component, which is, frankly, what happens in a lot of these stories. Um, you know, and that's kind of what we talk about with the, the male gaze. And some of these things have begun, these terms have begun to lose potency um, because they've been repeated and used in, I don't know, odd, in ways that people aren't using meaningfully, maybe. That's why I want to say. <laughs> Birdie's really singing away. I think that's a finch. Oh, no, he stopped. He said, you don't, you don't hear me. You don't see me. Um, finch made me lose my train of thought. Oh, the, the male gaze, but also objectification. I think a lot of times people don't know what we mean when we say, oh, well, you're objectifying her. But that's, that's a piece of it. It's like, treating a woman or somebody else as simply the animal, as simply their body, their physical appearance, their sexuality, and failing to note that there is a human spirit within who is growing and striving. Um, you know, and there are certainly precedents for that in philosophy and religions throughout time. Um, you know, debates over whether or not women have souls because women are not seen as being um, actual fully fledged human beings. It's an interesting thing. You see it a lot in these, um, you know, like how to get women, how to use the power of your voice to get women, um, that there is a certain group of men who... Uh, fail to recognize that if they want to woo a woman, that one way to do it is to actually get to know her as a person. And I think that's where like the nice guy come, thing comes from. Jim Sorensen was bugging Emily Ma and I at, uh, not bugging, but he was challenging us at uh, Ryder Coffee to explain to him why women are attracted to, to the bad boys. And he was saying that Jack and Sorceress Queen and the Pirate Rogue was a bad boy. And I said, he's not a bad boy. He's way too, he's way too much of a softy. And, and he said, well, what is the bad boy? And so we were trying to explain to him the bad boy thing. And, and he said that, and he, I thought jokingly, he said, well, that he himself was a bad boy. And I said, Jim, you are not a bad boy. Cause he's like, I don't know the most, um, 
you know, a very gentle person in so many ways. And he said, well, but it, he said, if my choice is to be a bad boy or a nice guy, he says, I'm definitely a not a nice guy. And I said, Would you, but you are, you are a nice guy. You know, you are, you know, you've written stories about trans people and you are thoughtful about people in places of privilege and people who don't have power. And, um, you know, he is, he talks to me like a human being. And he said, but the, in the nice guy narrative, the nice guy is someone who is like only pretending to be nice in order to advance his ends. I thought, okay, well, well, that's true. You know, that like the nice guy, it's like, why don't women like nice men? I think in some ways they're still treating women as a monolith. They're not treating them as actual human beings. So I know that was a whole lot to dump into a single podcast, but you know, it's, it's sort of the, the concept of, of woman as archetype as, you know, the, the universal feminine divine, the creative force that in the story that the hero is rewarded with, with that power, with that ability in the shape of a woman, um, which means, but somehow that gets transliterated into this literal view of, well, she must be an actual woman and the hero must be an actual man because we are only accepting a heteronormative um, narrative and that that women don't have or want personal transformation, which is the part that really kills me, obviously. So, so yeah. Um, I'm going to take the last couple of minutes to give a shout out to Kelly Robson. Her uh, collection of short fiction is officially out today called Alias Space. Um, Kelly is Canadian and a friend of mine. She, you've heard me mention her on the podcast before. Uh, and I didn't know this because she had, had mentioned before how clever she thought she was coming up with the title Alias Space. And finally I asked her, it wasn't that I was avoiding it, it was just like I kept not getting into it in conversation with her, but finally I was like, what is, what is the joke? I'm, I, it must be a Canadian thing. So it turns out it is a Canadian thing that there, it was a book and then a dramatic series from it called alias grace about, uh, a young servant woman whose name is grace. So it's alias grace. And so Kelly naming her collection alias space, uh, is, a clever play on it, which I'm afraid might be lost on most of most Americans. She does not care. We, we sometimes have arguments about Canada versus America. So, um, so yeah. Congratulations to Kelly. Um, she's, uh, got, it's a beautiful collection. Um, really wonderful hardback, uh, with signed pages in it and everything. So, very uh happy for her to have that out today and um yeah i hope you all have a great weekend i'll remind you that first cup of coffee starbucks does not support this podcast though they probably should uh is you can see the sun coming in over the wall behind me uh 
First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a fabulous weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm having trouble making it stop. <laughs> this is like uh, the bloopers at the end of the reel because it's not really connected. It's, um, it's not getting my message to stop. All right. So we'll have to carry this out. Uh, please excuse the scraping. It is that clematis that has the leaf on it. And get carried through the garden. See the lilacs? Aren't they pretty? I'm going to see if I can stop you before the passageway of doom, even though I know some of you want to see the passageway of doom. <laughs>